0: You're listening to the County Life Podcast with Chris Ridgway and Martin Johnston. Start of the podcast as ever with Chris's weekly interview with County Manager Jim Gannon.
1: Well, Jim, congratulations. Playoffs confirmed. Just talk us through Tuesday night. Um, difficult game. Um
2: Surely been in a good run of form, three good wins, um, meanest defence in the division. Um, But it was a good feel about them night, good atmosphere, uh, very, very competitive game. Um, We had a chance, they had the chances, and uh, I think probably 1-0 was a fair result um, and and probably a better result for us than them.
1: How's the mood been around the players since getting the playoffs confirmed in training since the game and and any time that you've spent with them?
2: Um, I don't think we're, you know, there's no sense of celebration, um, and believe it or not, post-match, I was kind of very much, uh, I haven't done a post-match uh, debrief for a while, and I, I talk very much about the improvements that are needed, and you know, the, the little raggedness uh, that we've got in our game, and the giving away fouls that lead to goals, and not marking, and wasted possession, wasted set play, so... um I think, I think the lads are, are probably come away and when people pat them on the back and said, you know, job done, playoffs, um, I think they're thinking like me, we're well, great. Uh, now There's um, the next job is consolidating fifth, getting a home game on that Wednesday night and then um, obviously doing enough on the training ground to, to prepare ourselves to be competitive against Chorley, Spenny, Moore, Kidderminster, Brackley, Harrigo, whoever it might be um, because there's no point in being in the playoffs unless you've got a real fighting chance of winning them.
1: As we've said a few times in the last few weeks, and we'll say again tonight, there are other games going on tonight. Do you keep your eyes on the scores and make sure you know what Spenny Moore and Chorley are doing while while we race for fourth and fifth? Look, all the
2: games are of interest to us tonight. I mean, obviously, you've got the two teams that potentially uh, could unsettle us for fifth spot, and they're likely to be the other two teams in the playoffs. Um, So they've got to... consolidate their playoff position because uh, there's a couple of teams starting to show a little bit of life and, and just keeping them on the toes although Chorley and Spennymore do have the games in hand um, and given their current form should do enough to be in the playoffs so those results have a, a bearing on us consolidating fifth and the other game obviously Blythe Spartans at home to Darlington and these are the two next opponents so uh, I'll be interested not just in the result of that one but obviously the teams um the formation they've used and the uh, and then analysing that video. Um, so, yeah, there's interest in that. But I'm also interested at the, the bottom end of the league and, and who's going to stay in and how Southport and Leamington and all that doing. So I've always got an interest in every game. But, yeah, tonight's uh, games will, will help um, us understand really where we're going to be um, positioning ourselves for fifth. But ultimately, we know that um, based upon current form that if we get the next two games won, that, you know, it's very much in our own hands to consolidate fifth and then trust us spending more are not going to pick up maximum points. So uh, that's our main target just to focus on getting a, a really positive result of Blythe and then coming here to play Darling to secure fifth spot.
1: I'll speak to you about the shape of the squad in just a few minutes but I want to ask you about using your squad in the last couple of games and and what, what kind of strategy do you go into games? With The playoffs are confirmed now. Um, we're in a good spot for fifth. So, do you try and rotate the squad? Do you look to bring in some of the younger players or more uh, inexperienced players, or do you to keep the momentum up? Do you, do you keep the strongest eleven that you have playing? Well, we've been we've been
2: quite fortunate in that we've a, a very solid a team, um, and we we were hopeful that this week would have a solid nineteen. If it was Sam Walker's return, but unfortunately, all that work he's done in getting fit is probably going to be undermined by a hamstring injury at the moment. So we've had eighteen players. Um, we've had a knock and a niggle. Uh, that's kept one player out. It was Scott Duxbury for one game. It was uh, Jason Oswell for Tuesday night. And Reese Turner's groins are a bit tight, so he might be the player that um, won't make it for Saturday's game. So so that then still leaves us with a very good 17. And um, I think if we reflect back to the Telford game, uh, we made the five subs from the previous game, all played a part in that game. Um, you know, obviously four started, and Darren came on and played a vital role in winning the game. So uh, those... 16, 17 players are are very much the core group that I I expect to play the next two games and go into the playoffs with. Um, We've got some fantastic young players here, but ultimately, um, you know, this is the business end of the season and we want maximum points. Um, There is a scenario where perhaps we are consolidating in fifth and there's nothing to play for uh, that we have to be mindful of in terms of we can't finish fourth and we can't finish sixth. And then we have an opportunity to rest as many players as possible. Um, where that does come into your thinking. But um, we had that situation back in 2007 and 2008 when I think we consolidated in the playoffs with two games to go. We did all the right things by the teams down there that Mansfield and Chester were fighting for that last relegation spot. So we put a team out against Chester. Um, but Liam Dickinson did his hamstring and Jason Taylor uh, broke his foot. Um, and We missed them for the, you know, so the next game, because there was nothing on it and there was no... Brentford weren't fighting for anything and nobody was relying on that result. We, we changed the whole team. Fortunately, the good young players we had at the time went on to win the game 1-0. Uh, Luca Haven scoring his debut. But um, that is something that we do have to consider. But I don't think we're going to be in that position. I think what we'll use is these 16 or 17 players. Um, look at a few things on Saturday. Um, I think people like Sam Minahan, we need to get up to speed. Darren Stevenson deserves more minutes and um, to you know to build his confidence and fitness and and his potential input to the uh, group. So uh, there's there's a couple of things that I feel we can do in the next couple of games, which will help us enter the playoffs with the strongest, fittest, the most confident 17
1: players. We'll speak about those players in just a minute. But you you mentioned something there, and you've maybe answered the question already, but. You mentioned 07-08 in that season. Can you hark back to that that season for any experience going into the playoffs? Do you look to things you might have learned that season that you can take into this campaign now?
2: Yeah, well, I, I mean, not just from, from that experience then. I mean, obviously, you, you, we learned throughout that season. And, um, you know, you've got to remember that season we got promoted and I was forced to sell our top goal scorer in January, our club captain in February. Um, and we still brought through a, a group of players that, you know, went on to have a fantastic run of form at the end of the season, which they carried on into the playoffs. And it was nice to get promoted with that team, knowing that they still had plenty of growth in them and they were only going to get better. And, you know, six months later, we're in the playoffs for the championship, which was part of the plan. Um, so I think um, the, these, these these players are slightly different in the sense that they come around pretty quick. Um, you know, so we have to be mindful of the fact that we're going from, uh, straight from a Saturday game to a Wednesday. So um, when when you were full-time and you had the week, you had a, almost a, an opportunity for total preparation, whereas now we only have one training session. So what we're trying to do uh, tonight and what we'll do uh, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, sorry, Monday, Tuesday and Thursday of next week is to try and consolidate some really strong principles that will improve our game. And obviously then it, as we go into the playoffs, we'll we'll be working on strengths and weakness of the opposition and try and exploit them. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit tougher because, like I said, it's um, it's hectic. It's like Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you, you have a week's break then to totally prepare for the final. But, um, you know, it, we, we, we're probably fortunate in the sense that we have had uh, the games played. Uh, we've got an empty week next week. Uh, we've got a fair idea who we're likely to face and in what order. Uh, going into the last game and the last week's training. Um, whereas other teams like Chorley, I think, are playing tonight, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, spending more Tuesday, Thursday. These clubs probably won't be able to train. And um, and the more games they play and the more strain they put on the players, the more likely to have injury and fatigue. So, um, that But we can't take that as um, any advantage, uh, but we just... Just make sure that we have a, a fully fit, fresh, well-organised, um, highly motivated group at the end of these two games going into the playoffs and then I'll feel confident that we've got a chance of um, progressing to the national.
1: Your team, not for the first time in your in your career managing Stadpole County teams, has got stronger uh, in the second half of the season. It has improved, we've seen the team get stronger, move up the table and this season secure a playoff place does that give you confidence going into the playoffs that they're always getting stronger the players are always improving and a few extra games gives them a chance to improve even more um,
2: I think this has been a, a, a strange year to analyse um, uh, you know we've, as, as happened this week for example um, we've, we've, we've tried to secure the staff for next season and, and that was we had a massive problem at the start of the season with you know three members of my staff all leaving at short notice um you know, that, that's no fault of my own. It's just the, the nature of the contracts that we're on and the opportunities that we're getting at other clubs. Um, we've had so many things that have um, not created the environment which we wanted to create for growth. But I think this particular year, we, we, we have seen some young players develop and grow for the experience. Um, you know, like Jimmy Ball and Scott Duxbury and people like that. They've, they've, they've got growth in them. They were already proven at this level, but they had the potential to be really good at this level and, and the next level. And then, if you add on top of that, then how hard I've worked behind the scenes to try and get the Monday morning up and running and be as professional as possible. And I think that's uh, create a more competitive environment for us to to have fitter, stronger players. The addition of a couple of full time players has definitely helped. Um, the strength and fitness of the group is, is is definitely got better over as each month's gone by. And I think we're coming into. You know we've had a very good March. Uh, we're, you know we're going to have a very solid April. Um, so I feel we're, like I said, the, the club and the team and the players that we have within that group are all getting stronger. And uh, I would expect the same growth next year. And when you invest in structures and people that grow, then you're always going to get better results and, and improved performances over time. And that's that's what we're looking for because it's not just about we we want to we want to get up this year. I mean, I was asked uh, recently about how I felt about being the longest serving manager and I, you know, I want to be remembered as the most successful manager. Uh, that means I have to trump other managers that I've had promotion by getting to, um, by having more success than them and uh, that's what I want to bring to the club and ultimately I won't stop until we get
1: there. Very ambitious. Uh, I'd like to, hear you, like to hear you talk like that but let's have a, a look at your players now. Question mark over Jason Oswell, not starting against Charlie. Question mark over Reece Turner, came off at half-time. Just talk us through the fitness of the lads. Yeah, well, well, Jason's trained
2: tonight. Um, again, um, you know, I think it was a perhaps a, a very brave move for me to take him off against Telford um, and not to risk him to get the treatment started straight away. And, and I'm fortunate that he's able to train tonight and he looks looks like he's fully fit and fresh for um, Saturday. Um, unfortunately, the mantle of leading the line fell upon Reese's shoulders against a really tough, uncompromising set of centre-halves. And I think he felt that physically in terms of... You know, and people got to remember um, that Reese Turner's never had so many starts in a row. Um, so I think perhaps it's a, a blessing in disguise that we've got an opportunity to give him a full rest, um, especially with Jason Fitt and Darren chomping at the bit to play more and more minutes. Um, you know, we've we have, we've got Paul Turnbull up to full speed now, um, which is great. That gives us the option to use Jimmy as a 10 or a 9 or a kind of third attacker, which is a great option for us to have. Um, and like I said, Sam 7 unfortunately, is probably the most frustrated player because he's gone in the 16. One minute looks like he's going to come on. As soon as he's ready to come on, we score and, and dynamics of the game change. But he's a player that we we are very conscious of getting into a situation where we can get him some more minutes because... You know, Adam Thomas is a player that I think has played a, a very underrated role within the team in terms of being the, the balancing player on the right in terms of when we change shape or or the fluid shape that we've been using. Uh, that sort of defensive winger, that wing back, or that uh, you know attacking right back, he's he's done brilliant for us and 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 I feel that Sam Minahan could provide that much needed cover there because in other areas of the pitch we have got fantastic depth and op- options. So uh, yeah, so the targets this week are to, to try and get. Uh, you know, Obviously get Jason back into the fold, uh, try and get Darren's minutes up and Sam's minutes up, but ultimately to make sure that all the other players who are fit, fresh and fighting hard for his shirt and want to keep it, uh, continue to play and, and get us the results that we want because we want to get as many points as possible and finish as high as we can possibly. And I think fifth is our minimum target that we should be
1: setting for ourselves. Just finally, Jim, let's have a look ahead to, uh, to Blind Spartans. Probably too much for them to do now to get into the playoffs. But, but what kind of threat do they pose this weekend?
2: Um,
1: I I know that they, they,
2: they can't catch us. Um, you know, it'd have to be a strange set of results that, you know, allows them to get back in. Um, but again, I think for them, really, they they, they don't really want to see this season um, peter away. It, um, you know, they've had a, a horrible run of results, um, you know, which has been compounded by all sorts of things, you know. Decisions go against them, um, injuries, uh, players um, players on international duty, all sorts of things have conspired. And, um, you know, although, you know, having to play on a Thursday night uh, in this particular case is their own fault because their Saturday game was called off rather than it being down to Spenny Moore or some other team. Um, but for them, I guess um, there's no two better games coming up this week for them in terms of Darlington at home tonight and Stockport County, you know, uh, a massive games for them to just get the adrenaline going again and so um, you know I, I wouldn't underestimate them Blythe at home I wouldn't underestimate them as a footballing team they've got goals in them uh, they've got life in them and if they get a result tonight that gives them a, a little bit of a lift and and, and knocks that negativity of all the, the recent run out of the system then they're going to be a hard team to beat um, and like I said we, we, we can't take any chances going there we've got to put out our strongest group of players as well organised and as energetic as possible to get a result but Blythe have got um, they're good footballing side if you let them play. They've got um, different types of threats. You know, I've never seen a bigger left winger or a smaller right winger. Uh, they've got quick forwards than, than the usual type of forward. So, um, And you know, they, they played really well here at Edgeley Park. And so I can expect them that if they can get into their groove, uh, they'll be a, a difficult team to beat. But we need to stop them getting in their groove and make sure that we're strong, committed and professional in what we do at Blive come away with three points and set up what will be a fantastic final game here at Esley Park.
1: Jim, as ever, all the very best. Thanks so much.
0: Chris, County in the playoffs, a real mood of celebration around the club and rightly so. There's been a lot of hard work, especially in the last few weeks. Took a while to get things right, but really in the last couple of months, things have been very, very right and they deserve it.
1: Yes, that's the playoffs confirmed. That is, that's the main thing, isn't it? That's what Stockport County... Fans kind of demanded really from the start of the season, and rightly so, uh, that Stockport County, we've been long enough in this division now. It is time to start proving our mettle and showing that we can hang right at the top end of the division. Uh, And like you say, it's not been easy all season. We've not had had the best of fortune all season. The work has always been there with the manager. He's always, throughout good patches and bad patches, seemed very level-headed, very calm, uh, he's known exactly what he's doing and that's the big thing now Martin that's the momentum that we take forward County are in the playoffs that's confirmed, that's happening it's now about like, getting that fourth spot or that fifth spot, finishing as high as we can, getting that home tie uh, and seeing just how far uh, in this campaign we can go
0: So how does the rest of the, the normal season play out, is that, do you test some players, give players a rest how how do you see see that going
1: the the next two games for me um, I think there will be an element of keeping key players fit uh, we spoke to Jim a little bit earlier about it uh, and he was saying he's learned lessons from the previous campaign uh, you know when um, when Stockport County confirmed in the playoffs last time funnily enough when he was manager 10 years ago uh, he did the honourable thing and kept a full strength team for the first game uh, and two of, two of his key men got got injuries, so for the next game he did a whole sweep. I don't think we'll see a whole sweep this time, I'm not sure if we have the personnel for a whole sweep, um, but for me, he'll keep the spine there, he'll keep the majority of the the momentum players there to keep a good strong run going into the playoffs and continue to be the form team as the playoffs begin, um, but at the same time, it's it's time for players like Darren Stevenson to step up and 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 earn their place back in the team. It's time for for Sam Minahan to show that he's back and fully fit and ready to go. It's time for Adam Thomas um, to to step up his already incredible season uh, and show exactly why he you know could be nominated for an undercard player of the season, maybe. Um, it's Every, every player now has to step to the plate. Uh, so for me, the only way to step to the plate is by playing. So I think the majority of the team will stay as strong and as full strength as possible.
0: And who was your player of the week this week?
1: The player of the week has to be Scott Duxbury, that fantastic looping header. Um, it's a cheat answer, but I'm going I'm to say as well, the player of the week for me is the 12th man. At Chorley, those fans were incredible. Uh, of course, I was in Italy this week. I wasn't actually out of the game. Uh, I followed it uh, from pitch side at the San Siro, um, which even though that was a 4-0 Inter Milan drumming, It didn't quite have the drama that maybe, um, that maybe Stobart County. Julia, those fans were incredible, uh, and I think um, they spurred Stobart County on. So Scott Duxbury and the twelfth man were the players of the week for me.
0: And given what you said about uh, the the remaining normal season, who will you be keeping an eye on this Saturday?
1: The one to watch is Darren Stevenson. He he's he's going to come in, we think, because Reece Turner picked up a groin injury uh, last week um he's got a point to prove he's he's got to show now that he can be this player we've seen him be uh, so for me the player to watch this week mr Darren Stevenson